Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews, and convention panels. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here. And Kelly. It is August the 24th, and here we are in the middle of hashtag RPG a day 2023. One of the coolest times of the year that I love because we have to get on every day and make another post for another cool topic with a really good prompt and a positive (laughs) way about RPGs and things that we love. So the 24th, that, this is going to be an easy or a hard one because it is the complex slash simple RPG that you play. So you have a choice. You can go super crunchy or super rules light, which is funny how we as gamers love both of those. Some yeah, games and- we're totally like, we want crunch. Some games we want to be chill. Well, and the funny thing is, I'm looking at it, and, like, that's what I was like, huh. I'm like, I am drawing a blank. I'm like, well, I mean, each one can be, you know, you can make things as in-depth as you want. I mean, you can always make things more complicated. Mm-hmm. So, so I can totally <laughs> I'm a champ at that. <laughs> I will totally throw some examples out like I was just talking with a friend the other day about this because they're like, I don't do math. And I'm like, okay, there's RPGs that don't require math. Mm -hmm. So, like, I would totally throw out fate is both of those. It is complex Mm -hmm. as you make it or as simple as you make it. Because instead of stats, you have your aspects, which are a one-liner for your character. So if you can throw that one-liner into anything... You can totally make it as easy as possible to game the system, which Fate is all about. It's all about creating a narrative by playing in a meta level. I'll also throw out there, there's Numenera for Complex or Savage Worlds. Both of them are crunchy with the math. Crunchy, yeah. Because, like, with Savage Worlds, you know, it's that whole exploding dice, you know, trying to keep track mm-hmm. of, okay, so the rise is this number and this number. And friends of ours that are huge in the math love it. You can see their eyes glimmer when they have to do the math passively in their brain. They love it, you know. So I was an art major. <laughs> <laughs> see, I would throw out the most complex. Although technical. It was a technical. It was Mm-hmm. So I would throw out for complex would be the cipher system, Numenera, the strange, because it's super complex in that you can sacrifice what is the equivalent of your hit points to make the dice roll 
number easier to hit. So you drop the difficulty number, you know, because basically when, when Cook came up with this, it was like, if you put in effort, the DC number drops. Because remember, he's a big D20 guy, you know, from way back in the day. And you know, he created a whole system based on the, if I'm the physical guy, it's easier for me to put in efforts to make it easier. So it requires less strength than it does for the agile runner to do something strength-based, which it's super crunchy, though it's funny when you make a character, it's literally, I am a blank blank who blanks, and the devil's in the details of the game mechanics, which if you ever look at a Numenera character sheet, this thing looks like quantum science, because they made it beautifully <laughs> looking, but put things in weird places to make synergy on this character sheet. So it's all artistic and cluttered, and there's things that relate to other things, so the things are next to the things, which it's a great system. I'll totally throw it out there. It's a great system for your players to do one thing that he wanted, which is when they get magic stuff, they use magic stuff. Because we all know in so many RPGs, you have that inventory sheet where you've got crazy magic stuff that you have forgot. You have so much you have forgotten what it is and if you're, if you're going to use it ever. Mm -hmm. So that is totally my complex one. My simple one, I'll totally throw it as Genesis because you just throw the dice and you take the pictures apart. You take your fails and the successes and your triumphs and your despairs and you put them there and realize you're getting both and your advantage and your threats and you, there, your result is there. Yeah, I, I will agree that that part of Genesis is, is really easy. But to me, I mean, it's like the the spell casting sort of thing like you know, is was really kind of weird to me it's because it's very free form you like the structure yeah. you like i like the, a little more structure see you like uh, the so magic that was that they yeah. came out with yeah so for me it was like well and it, it's a lot more loosey-goosey mm -hmm. i'm like no i want to spell you know it's like oh well i'm just gonna kind of you know so that can take a little getting used to if you're mm -hmm. not you know, if you're used to a much more structured spellcasting kind of a way of doing things. Um, but other than that, I would concur. Mm -hmm. Yeah, their magic system, just for anybody who hasn't seen it in the Genesis System base book, is it's a chart, like practically an Excel sheet, and you have your magic skill. and Multiple then, mm -hmm. charts. Yeah, it's multiple charts for different types of spellcasting. And as you pick a spell... I love it as a GM because you have the idea that you can be Mickey Mouse in Fantasia that pulls up his sleeves and does this grandiose spell to make all the mops and brooms come clean for him. And the problem is in, you know, magic, you only have so much skill, but the difficulty can just keep stacking. So when you create a spell in Genesis, it's more than just a, I flip the, the player's guide open and there's the spell bracket, which by the way, I will totally say on drive through RPG, there are a few writers who have actually written spell books with pre-made spells to make life easier for your casters. Like I totally provided for you guys for that one game. Here are pre-made spells. Like the, the guys love it on the Weird West game because it makes their life so much easier. Uh -huh. Because on the chart, it's okay. So the range for your spell starts at short. 
for every increment, medium, large, extreme, you pay an extra purple dice for difficulty. Mm -hmm. So just doing an extreme spell is four purple dice you're rolling against. Yeah. Then you can add extra features like, would you like it to have an elemental feel? You know, fire burns, so it gains the burn quality for an extra purple. Or ice slows or even immobilizes for an extra purple. Do you want to do area effect? Is it fireball? Does it go and explode to an air a blast range? Well, blast will cost. So you basically are stacking up the difficulty for when you roll your dice, your, your magic skill, and then you see how it turns out. Which is one of the things I love is when you do your spell, it costs two strain to cast the spell. So that's the mana cost in the game, which we all know you can totally get strain back pretty easy. Mm -hmm. And if it's a concentration spell, you're paying one strain as well as whatever else you're doing on your next turn. So you're having to actually sweat and concentrate, which is a great mechanic. Because, you know, casters don't get one, two, three, and you're done. As you're adventuring, you can do other things, regain your strain. Between encounters, you can roll your cooler discipline, catch a second wind, and cast again. So they're not one, two, three wizards that are stuck with their crossbow the rest of the night. But it is very complex when you're new to that magic system because you're just yeah. like uh, counting on your hand how many dice we're rolling here. And it's like, okay, so as, as I usually try to tell people, it's like, okay, so what effects are you using? And while you're telling me this, I am totally on a notepad keeping track of this myself because I'm like, okay, hashtag one, hashtag two, hashtag three, hashtag four. Okay, five purple dice. Let's see what happens. And you totally know with Mickey Mouse and Fantasia, the GM totally flipped a story point, and despair came up, and that's what happened. Because <laughs> I always use that, that one as an example. Magic gone bad. And sometimes magic can make things worse. I mean, one of my favorites is when you do the Conjuring School of Magic, if you want to animate a zombie or undead or summon a ghost or summon a fire elemental. When you summon one, it does not come immediately allied to you. You have to pay an extra purple for it to be friendly. So <laughs> there's always, Otherwise it's going to try and eat you. <laughs> yep, there's that moment where you're in a hurry and you want to cast a one purple skeleton and you pop up the skeleton and realize I can't afford to spend the extra dice make it loyal so i'll just run away before it completely grows into itself <laughs> and that's why what magic can be wacky or see you put the purple dice into the range to cast the zombie far away at the enemies <laughs> and of course then it's up in the summoning of undead like scott's character in our uh Taranoff game it was the starts out one dice is a minion two dice is a rival and three dice is a nemesis and then of course if you roll really good there's extra upgrades and stuff you can do which is cool but that's just me going off on a really cool magic system that i really do like and like you with your bard it was great because you could then have the magical instrument that lets you hit two targets instead of one target automatically yeah, and then I could heal. yeah that was it was it was kind of cool and mm -hmm. i like the 
that character. That was a fun character. Uh, Super murder. Yeah, I actually made the song <laughs> uh, for you because you asked us to do. Uh, we had to do like an, a bio, and we had mm-hmm. to do everything. So for my bard, instead, I put my uh, my bio into a song, <laughs> 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 and I actually sang it. Yep. It's a. It was the fair Diddy Diddy. <laughs> Because her name was Twyla Fair Diddy. Mm-hmm. But uh, that will uh, simply wrap up our complexity on the complex or simple RPG you play. And we totally did both, because that's the way we roll. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Have a great night. Bye! Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, please check out D&D Journey of the 5th Edition and Ragnarok and roll a Scion Hero to Ragnarok Story. Also, check out our Patreon page for more content and behind-the-scenes things, as well as joining us for a one-shot game or two.